Welcome to NAOP San Francisco Bay Area's podcast, where we engage, deliberate, and highlight the commercial real estate market and its leaders. Our goal is to reach our listeners in our community through dynamic engagements both in and around commercial real estate. We explore how the industry works firsthand from all facets. Our intention is to keep our listeners up to date with what's happening in the market, conversations with senior leaders, political issues impacting the industry, and more. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your personal and professional networks. Welcome, welcome, everyone. This is David Carroll with Ridge Capital Investors and your host for the NAOP San Francisco Bay Area podcast. Thank you for joining us today. And also, thank you to my guest, Colby Wick, Managing Director at Shorenstein, and your president for NAOP San Francisco Bay Area chapter for 2023. Colby, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dave. So, Colby, do you want to start just by giving us a little bit of background on Shorenstein and yourself and your role there in the company? Sure. So, uh, Shorenstein is an owner and operator of office and residential and mixed-use properties. Uh, we're a national investor. The company started in the 60s. Walter Shorenstein founded the company. And um, in the 90s, Doug Shorenstein took it to the fund business. Today, we're run by uh, Brandon Shorenstein, and we've raised a series of 13 close-end funds. Uh, we have raised a total of about $9 billion in capital, and we invest in the top 15 markets across the country. And originally founded in San Francisco, right? That's right. And so tell me a little bit about your background specifically. What took you to Shorenstein? Where did you come from and your role there? Sure. I moved to San Francisco in 2011. I moved from Seattle, and I started as an analyst in our capital transactions group really a fancy way of saying acquisitions and dispositions, um, but that's where I cut my teeth. And about five years later, the company moved into more of a generalist model, so uh, everyone was living with their deals, cradle to grave. And I was able to pick up a lot more asset management responsibilities and learn that side of the business. At the time, we were doing a lot of development, and so I learned a lot more about development than your day-to-day -day blocking and tackling asset management. Um, but it was a good career progression for me and led me to where I am today, which is overseeing our West Coast investments team. I co-manage our team with John Boynton. It's a team of about 15 individuals, and that includes acquisitions, asset management, and leasing. Gotcha. And that generalist role, that's probably a great move going into the cycle now, considering there's not a lot of office acquisitions to be chasing. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think it makes us better investors. We uh, know how to better underwrite opportunities and be more realistic with our assumptions. And the flip side is, I think, being closer to the markets and leasing trends makes us better uh, sourcers of opportunities and being able to identify where we think there are trends that we want to invest around. So I got involved in NAOP about 10 years ago, thanks to Russ Cooper, who I worked with at Shorenstein for about a decade. Uh, he encouraged me to get involved and it was a, a natural thing for me to do given our portfolio here locally and uh, that I was in charge of covering the San Francisco and East Bay markets. In 2015, I participated in the Young Professionals Group program, YPG. That was a tremendous experience for me. I learned a lot about myself and about my career. And following that, I wanted to get more involved. So I got involved with the Developing Leaders Committee with you and mm -hmm. several others, and shortly thereafter chaired that committee and joined the board of NAOP. So I've been on the board for about five years, plus or minus, and it's been a great experience. I'm excited to be the president for 2023. Colby, 
given your involvement now in NAOP, which I think is great, and it's been really cool to see you move through those roles within the board and accelerate up to now presidency for 2023. I think we all think of Shorenstein as being synonymous with downtown San Francisco, longtime investor and believer in the market, and I know you are too. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what as an investor or as a president in NAOP you're seeing right now in the downtown core and what's on your mind? Yeah, sure. So certainly what one trend we're seeing as office investors is return to office and hybrid work, right? So after two and a half years of people working from home, I think a lot of people have felt it's more of a right than a privilege. And so it's been really difficult for business leaders to bring their employees back. And now you compound that with a challenging economic environment that we're in, and you have companies reducing their headcount, they're shedding office space, and a lot of that's to manage their bottom line. And I think th those two dynamics are playing out most within what I'll call the growth economy, um, meaning technology firms, technology markets, places like San Francisco. And um, you know that's in part because uh, the investment markets went from chasing top line revenue growth at all costs to managing their bottom line. And I think if there is a silver lining in all of this, it's that a recessionary environment may actually help bring people back to the office. And you are starting to see announcements from companies like Snap asking their employees to come back four days a week starting in February. Even Salesforce and Mark Benioff made some announcement that certain employees will be coming back to the office more frequently. So I think, that's, I think that's good news. And generally speaking, I think senior leaders want employees back to the office more often, but it's, it's a really fine line, right? You have um, full employment and everyone's taking a different approach to the conundrum. So you have on the one hand, Elon Musk pounding his fists, mandating everyone back in the office five days a week, um, or you're not gonna be with us. And then you have other people like Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google, who are a little more thoughtful, a little more eloquent about um, how they're trying to pull people back into the office. But at the end of the day, I think they want the same thing, which is to get their employees back into the office where they can collaborate, they can connect, they can have their culture pushed down throughout their employee base and really innovate the next uh, greatest ideas. Absolutely. And... Is Shorenstein still a really large owner of downtown San Francisco? I know historically has been. Yeah, we, we still own about 3 million square feet in the market. Um, a lot of that's owned with partners, and a lot of that is the family portfolio. So the funds that we pr predominantly uh, manage uh, only owns a 2% interest in Market Square, along with two partners. And so we've been in and out of San Francisco over the years, but the family portfolio for the most part, is what we continue to hold today. Yeah, yeah. And so it's a little bit of putting your money where your mouth is as well, since you're invested both personally and professionally, uh, both here at Shorenstein as your role as the president for the chapter. So parlaying this then into that presidency for this coming year, how do you foresee NAOP participating in that process and trying to help the downtown or be part of bringing people back to work? Yeah, I think uh, we have a, a huge opportunity right now. And um, one specific goal I have for NAOP is to help the efforts to revitalize downtown San Francisco. There are a lot of different people working on the problem, um, but the way I describe it is everyone's rowing in their own boat and we really need to band together. And that's one area where I think NAOP can really play a role is 
to be to help organize the business community. Historically, I don't think the business community in San Francisco has organized well. So working with local investors um, on the private side, as well as on the public side, getting in touch with the mayor's office. We've had taken meetings with the mayor's office. Uh, we've been a part of meeting with community benefits districts, as well as several uh, supervisors, staff members, and really building those alliances to help the efforts to bring downtown back. That's gonna be one uh, key part of what we wanna accomplish. Do you think the problem you're seeing right now in San Francisco is unique to San Francisco, or is there anything that makes it different here than the other places you're seeing? Well, I think what makes the situation in San Francisco unique is that it's probably the one market that has taken success for granted and really even villainized it in some ways. And that I think has had a tremendous impact on the business community. And we've seen over the years how that's pushed a lot of companies out. I think um, over the pandemic, that's really accelerated the move for companies moving out of San Francisco and really out of the state of California. And it's not unique in the sense of there aren't other cities that are, especially those that are progressive, taking a, uh, have taken a stance that has driven business out, but um, it's probably no more apparent than anywhere other than San Francisco. And so I think what the business leaders and the politicians have come to learn is that we need to work together on this issue. And really, it feels to me like we're at this pivotal moment where the winds are shifting and city leaders are more willing to listen to the business community to help solve the problem. The uh, city economist testified in front of the Board of Supervisors a few weeks ago. I don't know if anybody listened in or read the, the paper about it, but the conclusion that their models are telling them is that the decline in office values driven by people not coming back to the office will have an impact of $200 million on the budget annually. And that's a, that's a massive amount of money and services that the city will lose. Depending on how you draw the lines, downtown San Francisco accounts for somewhere between 40 and 60% of the tax revenue for the entire city. And they put in a lot more than they take out. So I think you now have a lot of supervisors that oversee other districts that are starting to realize that if something isn't done to help reinvent downtown and bring people back, it's gonna have an impact on their districts as well. Yeah, gone are the days of Ed Lee and tax breaks for busy bringing your businesses to the downtown, that's for sure. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I know you guys are a large owner in the city. Aren't there a bunch of large owners who are holding hands now to go to the city for a big tax reassessment of everyone going back and saying our 2018, 2019 values are wrong. We should be reassessed down to today's values, which yeah. would hit that huge t tax impact to your point. Yeah, and that's something that uh, the city economists and the assessor testified on at the meeting with the Board of Supervisors. And there are a lot of owners that have filed for Prop 8 tax adjustments. So they spoke to that, and that's part of what drove their conclusion that you could see upwards of $200 million annually lost in tax revenue for the city. Mm, crazy. So if we're thinking about this is a good time, supervisors listening, mayors listening, city departments are listening, what do we say? What do we ask? Well, I think uh, it's a great question, and I've created a task force within AOP to help 
answer this. And I think it's that we need to work together on the solution. We can't be head to head. And so what exactly that looks like, there are a lot of ideas out there. Part of what I've tasked the, uh, the task force on is to come up with the greatest ideas that are the most actionable for how we can create positive change. One idea that I have, and I think is a solution long-term to the problem, is converting more office to residential. It will, one, create a more vibrant city. It will, two, solve a huge housing problem that the city has. And three, it could prop up office values and therefore create more tax revenue for the city. The problem is, I think anyone who's studied it knows that you can't convert without incentives. And so how do we incentivize office to residential conversions? And historically, I think the Board of Supervisors has seen anything like that as a handout to greedy developers. So to work together on a way to stimulate and incentivize more office to residential conversions, I see as a win-win. And how do we get everyone on the same page. I, I like that one. I mean, who else is going to do it if not greedy developers, right? And I think a lot of people use New York as a case study of after 9-11, and a lot of the buildings in downtown got converted from office to resi, and the downtown feels more vibrant at night. I actually uh, have been impressed with the city of San Francisco and think that they've done a good job of keeping the streets clean, uh, especially in the CBD. There's just no one there, and that, I think, has been one of the biggest problems that you, know, you and I and the committee has talked about. Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a focus uh, of the mayor's office and city leaders, and they realize that they need to uh, get involved and solve, tackle this problem. So I'm hopeful that we can align with the political leaders and rally the business community to create some positive change. Well, I appreciate you rolling that, rolling that uh, boulder uphill. So for our members who are listening who want to get involved and want to help, is there anything that comes to mind as to what to tell them and how to get involved? NAOP will be working on uh, many initiatives to help bring downtown back. And so I would say if you're interested in getting involved, please let us know. And also shamelessly plug the NAOP Bay Area PACs. If anyone is not familiar, you can find them through the website. And that's an option to actually directly contribute money, political action committees that operate here locally in San Francisco and the greater Bay Area. So just check out the NAOP San Francisco website if that's of interest. So Colby, one of the ways I like to always end these, and I appreciate all your time today, is just to give you a chance to give some advice to young professionals. And given your development from YPG and developing leaders and now the president for 2023 of our chapter, uh, from that lens of NAOP or from just Shorenstein and being in the market, any advice you want to give to young professionals in our chapter or in the market? Well, I've always said real estate is a relationship business and uh, you don't create meaningful relationships through Zoom. So I would say whether it's internal within your own office or external at uh, events like NAOP puts on, I would say build your network and cultivate those relationships because to me, that's going to be the difference in success. Love it, especially having a chance to see you from uh, years ago and knowing you through all the transitions. It's been a great relationship to have. So it's good to see you on the other side of the table now, managing the board meetings and run the chapter. So thank you again for taking uh, on this big endeavor for this coming year. And thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Dave. Really appreciate it. Hey, listeners. 
Thank you for joining our conversation and being part of NAOP San Francisco Bay Area Chapters podcast community. Our goal is to reach our listeners through dynamic engagements, both in and around all things commercial real estate. So if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with your personal and professional networks. We love feedback and would appreciate a review on whichever platform you prefer. And if you're interested in becoming a NAOP member, you can find out more at naopsfba.org. That's N-A-I-O-P-S-F-B-A.org. Or follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, take care, and we hope you join us again.